Welcome to the Manager Map Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manage Map Podcast Show. This week, I want to look at the yearly review. I want to talk around how you can make the review work for you and how you can set your goals to make sure that they deliver the results that improve yourself, your team and your career options. So let's get on with the show. In most companies, this time of year, around January, February, is a time for your yearly review. That normally entails closing off last year's and looking forward into the year to come. This week, I want to examine how the review works for you and what pitfalls you could avoid by doing it right. So, it's the end of another great year with you and your company, and it's time to assess your directs. Also, it's going to be time for you to be assessed. And as we've said on this show before, the directs deliver results that make you and your business successful. So hopefully, at this point, you've done your one-to-ones. So there should be no surprise lurking around the corner when you get to the end of year. Saying that, it can become a minefield of emotions. Remember, most of the time when you're doing these kind of reviews, they are linked to performance-related pay. So by giving somebody a poor grade, you're going to affect their earnings, therefore their family. So that's quite a big subject, and there's a lot of pressure on you and the person being um, going through the process. So the big thing that you want to take away is make sure that you've got your points over. You, you really underlie the point of consistent approach. So all the way through, we've spoke about the fact that your one-to-ones should be talking around their performance and their team's performance. But also have in mind, you should be also referring back to the goals that you set these people a year or so ago. And obviously through the year, you'll be reviewing them goals. And you'll have a, a, good exam, a good idea, really, of where you think their performances are. Most people and most good leaders can feel when someone is on and off track. But remember, there's a time when they're going to be able to put over to you what their thoughts are for the year. So there's going to be a point where they're going to review their goals against what they think they've done and come to you with lots of evidence. So there may be a point that you feel they've been poor performers, but actually they may feel they're not. Most systems now let you see directs comments and their thoughts and what they've done in the year. Now that gives you a real good positive angle to go at. You've seen exactly what they think they've done. You also, as I said earlier, get a chance to see the comments that they've put. Now that gives you a massive example of where they may or may not have understood the goals they have been given. Now if you've been doing your one-to-ones through the year, and you've been reviewing their performance, and you've been giving them the feedback that we spoke around and the coaching, then at this point, you're hoping that there's a balance to your views of what they've been doing and what they feel they're going to be doing. Now, unfortunately, this can be not be the case. I've had times when I've assessed people and I felt they were underperforming and they've put exceeded expectations and more than exceeded expectations. A lot of the systems you'll see, they usually have a a five kind of system. So you have a one which is totally not met. And if you're at a one, there's a serious problem. Remember, you're reviewing people who are in a role of management normally. So if someone's one, that means they're really, really underperforming. And it shouldn't be the yearly review that you get into a one. 
Those are when we should talk about the pips that we spoke about in one of the other episodes in Series 2. But you should also be looking at, if it's a 1, are they really fit for your purpose? Are they actually doing your business? If you're in a 2, then that people have might just met some of them and failed on others. You've got your 3, and that's met expectations. And you really need to get over to people. Meeting expectations is fine. There is nothing wrong with meeting expectations. In fact, it's what it says on the tin. You've met what you're expected to do. Nothing wrong with that. Then you've got your four, or you sort of exceeded, which are guys who've gone a little bit above and beyond in some of the goals. And then your fives are usually really high performers. And in most normal distribution curves that you'll have seen, there'll be a great deal of numbers around people around number threes. There should be a scattering in two and three. And your ones and fives should be very rare. And that's what you'd normally see. Now, I've never been a big fan of trying to evenly distribute. Uh, I think it shouldn't be something that really you should be doing as a manager. Although I know in some businesses that's expected. Now, as we said, it's a normal distribution. So naturally, people should distribute normally. So there shouldn't be a problem with it. But you end up people try to force it into those distribution. I remember a technical department I once worked with uh, and we'd go through a peer review and they said everyone had exceeded Every single member of their team had exceeded and most of them were in the fours and even a few in the fives. And really that's a challenge. You've got to go, really? Everyone is up that high? And there may be one-offs. I mean, we've just gone through COVID. So there's times where people may have all gone above and beyond. But in normal times, you cannot see a distribution of so many people to the top. Uh, on the reverse, you get some people quite critical and put people in twos when you really should be in the threes. So again, as a manager, you've got many hats to wear, as we all know. There's a point where you have to look at how you balance that round. Do you have people who should be in the threes, fours and twos? Uh, and actually, some of them are in the wrong place. But don't be afraid to challenge yourself and ask, you know, who is the best and who is the worst? I know it sounds strange, but that's what we're doing in the real world. You know, is that person meeting everything we've set them to do? Have they proved that they've met everything they've set to do? Or have they actually missed some of them? And that's fine. And if they've met everything and they've done everything they can, then you can put them in the middle. If they've exceeded, then bring the proof. What have they exceeded? If you're going to put exceed onto your directs, you're going to have to justify it to your boss. Why is that person worth more? Why have they exceeded? So look for the evidence. And on the reverse, if they've come in with exceeded, your directs, you'd expect them to have taken the time to fill in the forms or whatever the electronic system is with proof and evidence. The number of times I've had people come to the meetings saying they'd exceeded and then just put exceeded without any, any information. And I didn't feel even it hit the met. So it was a real difficult challenge. But I'd not be afraid of that challenge. You need to ask the guys, you know, why have you met? Why have you not met? Um, there's usually, like I said, a, a link to pay. So remember, there's going to be a pot to split at some point. So if you're a senior manager and you've got a pot of money, if you've put everyone in MET, because let's face it, people don't like conflict, it'd be easier to put everyone in MET. Well, at the point, you're going to have to split that pot, pot up of money. Now, who MET more than others then? Is everyone going to be worth 2%? Because your budget might not be able to do that. You're expecting some maybe at four, but they're definitely going to be ones at one and two. And maybe less. So let's have a look at that when you go into these things. Now, open up uh, as normal in your one-to-one. So when you actually get to the practical side of doing a uh, assessment, usually HR have got lots of information on how you do this. Uh, and it's worth having a reader through some of those. You've usually got some online training courses you can go visit. But go um, go to go to visit those. Get all the information you can. 
but don't be afraid to kind of open up with your normal one-to-one. How are you? How things are going? Get them into that mode of just talking you through. And then what I've done is I'd, I'd start to go through each one of the goals line by line. Now, just a pre, um, prerequisite of doing this, you need to have entered the information into the forms onto the online system so you can read it off. And I know it sounds a bit mechanical, but realistically, you're better reading off exactly what you've put line for line. Some systems don't allow your direct person to see those comments until you've had the meeting. Some allow you to send them earlier so they can see what you see, what they, you've, you've written down. So don't be worried. It just depends which system you've used. But if you've been honest with them, and you've always been honest through the year, then this point isn't going to be a big deal for them. They're going to have a good idea of how they've done, and they're going to have a good idea of how you feel they've done. Um, so what you want to do is you, you're basically going to be opening up as a normal one-to-one, how's things are going. You could even ask them, how do you think the year's been? Like you would do in a normal one-to-one, how's the last week gone, how's the last month gone? Ask them how the year's gone. Maybe go down to the bottom bit, the summary, start with that. And then go line by line, like I said, through goal by goal, showing you're working out. So you're showing everything you've written down. And if it's some of the key metrics which you'll end up in a business, so KPIs, you'll usually have um, hitting the plan by so many percent, exceeding the savings by so many percent. So those are very much easy for people to show exactly how they've done that. So if they've got, say, customer complaints, reduce customer complaints by 5%, they can show Imperative data, this is how many uh, complaints we had last year, this is the complaints we've had this year, and they've come down. Um, you know, they might have different views on that. So when you've got numbers that maybe they've not affected directly, you can challenge that. So how have you helped contribute bringing that down? If it's back on complaints, how have you brought complaints down? The person may say, well, I've put a system in of root cause analysis on every complaint. Everything goes through this process. And we've seen a reduction in complaints, especially in this category. Brilliant. Great information. Um, You can also have it the other way around. So you can push them back and just say, well, show me you're working out. I've said that you've failed to hit this because our accident rate is 10 times more than it was last year. How can you prove that, you know, what you've done has not been effective? In the accident case, they may say, well, yes, we have had more accidents, but actually we know that because we've had more near misses, we've opened up more chances, and the work I've done in the second half of the year has reduced year on year for the last six months by 10%. We had a bad start, but these are the things I've done. And you may say, that's fine. You know, I'm going to put you as a met. You're also going to be talking about open the questions up. So, you know, when you're talking about open questions, you know, talk about things that tell me about the time. So tell me how you've done this goal. Tell me how you've moved this forward. So you're letting that person you direct talk about how that works and how it works in their world and what they've done differently. You can also talk about the future. So what are the next steps? Remember, as a manager, you're closing off one year, but you've got to have the eye on what next year's goals are going to be. And if there's some goals that pair of you don't think have landed because the influence wasn't there, maybe it was a poor goal to start with. Now, you should have been reviewing these through the year, but there might be a point where you think, like, this isn't the best of goals. I should have really given it more around the smart goals we've talked about. Should they be more measurable and timely and realistic? And there's a time for reflection at the end of every year and the start of a new. Have I got the goals right for my directs? Or have they just been cascaded? So what can I do differently to set those goals up? Now, we flip that on the head. You're also going to have your assessment. So you need to make sure you've got every single bit of evidence lined up 
So when you go into those meetings, you've got the information in your pot to talk to your direct manager. If you're going to be putting exceeded, then put down why you exceeded. Put that data in there. How many improvements you did on delivery in full? How much cost reduction did you take out? What was your score in your survey for people's commitments? What was your accident rates? That's one part of it. But then expand it into all the other softer things you've been doing around there. Because as a higher up in the organisation, the more it's going to shift slightly away from KPIs, as in direct KPIs and numbers, to what you've done to influence and move things forward. And as I've said on this podcast before, you're not the doer anymore, you're the path clearer. So show your boss how you've cleared the path. But also the same goes for you. What are you doing into the next year? How are you going to assess that next year's performance? So you may say, well, boss, I've missed the target. This is what I've done as my team, but we did miss the target on accidents. But what we've done since then is establish A, B and C. And into next year, I want to do D, G, F, L, whatever that might look like. So you can see that you can build that sort of repertoire of what you're trying to do to go forward and pushing it into the next realm of what you feel is going to be for your goals going forward. Now, when it comes down to goal setting, as I said, there's a lot of emotion that goes into these ones, you know, and some people will ask lots and lots of questions. Others, they'll go through it as, okay, I met, I'm happy, move on. Others, especially if they've put exceeded and you don't think, it is going to be one of those conversations. And of course, after this conversation, after you've done your pay and your pay planning, you're then going to have a conversation of why that person has or has not received what they would feel as a fair amount of money for the work they're doing. But I think that would come down to the fact that you should have been doing your one-to-ones. And if you haven't been done to doing your one-to-ones and you haven't been talking about performance through the year, this is where it's going to get caught out. And when it comes to this, remember you are the boss and you will have a final word on this. People can appeal and start pushing things around and making noise. But at the end of it, you usually do a peer review with your HR partner. You usually look at what you feel has been the fair score for that person. And unless someone really challenges back and says, no, you've been a mile out, um, then usually these go through. You might have to do a bit more legwork, add extra timing, do more one-to-ones with that person, may even have a secondary or third interview to go to through um, what you think they could do differently. And there may be some sticking points in this one, but like I say, at the end of the day, you're in charge, you've made that choice, but you're going to have to look them in the eye and say, this is the score, and I didn't think you did what you could have done. And on the reverse, there's a great conversation, the happy conversations that we all like, saying you've exceeded, you've been great, and this is how it works. So let's recap what we're going to do. So you're going to open your normal meetings, you're going to do your one-to-ones, and you're going to start by talking about how they thought the year went. You're then going to go line by line through the goals. And at this point, you'll have put a lot of detail into this. And so is your direct. So you're going to go through line by line. And then they're going to show you they're working out. And you are going to show you you're working out. You might have to face some difficult conversations. But that's all part of the job. And you may get pushback from your directs. But again, that comes with the badge. And when it comes to your own work with your manager, make sure you've done your homework. Make sure you've put the effort in. And remember, throughout all this, the whole point of this piece of work is it's your development. It's your goals. Therefore, you should own your goals. Well, thanks for listening to the Manager Map Podcast Show. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the context of how it can deliver results to you. You have a step-by-step guide. So what are you waiting for? Do it.
Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.